Oh, hi, podcast listeners. There's many ways you can listen to The Real Nerds Podcast. You can subscribe on iTunes. You can also subscribe on Stitcher Radio. You want to send us a Twitter message? You can do that. It's so easy, at Real Nerds. Like us on Facebook, Real Nerds Podcast. You can visit our website, realnerdspodcast.com, where there will be a lot of articles for you to not only read, but to listen to our previous shows. Do you like your stories told through pictures? Then you can also follow us at Real Nerds on Instagram. You can also call us, 720-6Nerds5. Thanks for listening, and enjoy the show. Camera, action! Well, a real nerd knows who shot, and a real nerd can follow the plot, and a real nerd can... Don't talk film! I'm sorry. Take it outside. This is Real Nerds Podcast, officially the internet's best source for your movie reviews. I am Ryan. I'm joined by Brad. Hey. And Corinne is here, but her mic isn't working, so we'll just pretend that she's talking. I like anime. Hey, um, I think the Scarlet Pimpernel's a superhero. <clears throat> weird. Like, that weird buzzing sound was saying no, and she's... I mean, it's what she said, not me, so it's bizarre. Yeah, I don't know why she'd bring up those two things, because uh, we're talking about something else today, but yeah. yeah. Yeah, I know. It's bizarre. So, Brad, did you know for over 11 years we've seen a new movie and podcasted our experience to the world? I did not know that. Please tell me more. I'd like to subscribe to your newsletter. <laughs> our newsletter is still a thing. Yeah. But they're they like, are, yeah. They're emails. emails that I delete yeah. constantly. Anyways, we see a new movie, and we podcast our experience to the world. This week, we saw Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantum Mania. Stay tuned, because we will tell you if we recommend the film or not, play the trailer, and then, of course, Marvel movies always come with, be warned, spoilers. Feeling better, Brad? When we went and saw the movie, you were a little under the weather. Yeah, I was... Uh... In full swing of catching a common cold again for the first time in a very long time. And uh, yesterday was the worst of it, and I think I'm coming out of it now. So I know my voice probably sounds a little bit different than usual, does it? No, you don't sound too bad. It feels a little scratchy, but... Yeah, like, I mean, you could tell that, you know, something's wrong. But I thought it was because you ate sandpaper, but... I I I I did, but I I didn't realize that would be the cause of it. But yeah, I guess that makes sense. It's how you got to get your grains for the day. Yeah, I like a hundred and eighty proof grain. <laughs> That's maybe the dumbest joke I've ever done. Um, <laughs> I've said some dumb ones. We also talk about movie news and something we've watched this week. It's what we do, Brad. It's all we do. Every week, and people are still fascinated by it, which is great. Yeah, no, it's awesome. Get Remember thousands when... and thousands of downloads each week, just of us doing the same thing over and over. I know. Hey, remember when we started this, and you're like, you held a knife to my throat, and you said, you better be on this every fucking week. <laughs> I got <And> nothing else. <laughs> or I'll 
slice your throat <laughs> and you'll bleed out. Um, Kill you and your but, entire family. <laughs> I will say I am really proud of what we've done and of what we've accomplished so far. Yeah. Uh, like and I wait, there's more. <laughs> <laughs> there, There is more. Um, you know, we're still gearing up for uh, Fan Expo, which has had a couple of cool um, announcements the last couple of days. Um, oh, have they? Yeah, they have this cast of Scream is going to be there. Oh. And something else, one of um, the young lady who uh, was my coworker's friend who came last year, she <laughs> she sent me a message and was going to see if we're going to be there because uh, she's going to school in Wisconsin, I think, now. And I said, we would. And so she was really excited. Because, you know, we, we got the hookup. <laughs> That's up to the convention. So it's not yeah. up to us. Or or we have the place where all our friends go, hey, can I just leave this stuff here? <laughs> <laughs> Telling you, we got to just rent out storage lockers. We should. Everyone needs but, a place to store their stuff. Um, Our theme this year is going to be a blockbuster. Yeah. And people are going to be like, whoa, a movie? Oh, just wait, my friends. Just wait. I was thinking instead of doing a shirt, we should just buy blue polos and then uh, make the little name tags. Oh, for sure. To pin on them. And then we don't have to like print anything and spend a ton of money. Yeah, I'm totally down. I mean, I feel bad not making a Jurassic Park shirt, but meh. <laughs> Why don't we make just Jurassic Park stickers? Yeah, we could do that. Yeah, no, I think that's a great idea. We have to we have to wear khaki, something. Yeah, else. tucked into khakis, yeah. Well, I'm not going to tuck in my shirt because I think that's like the lamest fashion look, but dude, that's um, corporate culture and you have to abide by it. <laughs> I'm going to make an employee handbook and you'll be fired if you don't <laughs> do it. All right, fine. Then you can do all the panels. <laughs> oh, shoot. Uh, the CEO doesn't come to panels. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, uh, this week on Real Nerds Podcast, we enter the quantum realm. Corinne, do you recommend Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantum Mania? No? Okay, Brad, do you recommend... <laughs> Are you going to let me go for real? Yeah. Uh, um. Yeah, I mean, people have probably already seen it by now, but generally, yeah, I had fun with it. Wasn't the best Marvel movie ever, but I think it's laying the groundwork for what's to come. And, you know, that's kind of how Marvel works nowadays. It's not just about like, hey, this is just a fun standalone movie. It's like, this has to be a building block to the next thing. So, you know, take it for what it is, I guess. But I gave it like a solid B. Brad? Yeah, I had fun with it. Um, it does have some issues, especially in the uh, graphics department and story department. But uh, overall, I had fun. I think this is a fun movie. And yeah, it's always, you know, the hard thing with Marvel is like, <clears throat> do we really have to say, should we recommend it or not? It's hard to, I find these movies harder and harder to critique on their own. Um, not because they're bad, because um, they're all good movies, but you know, you have to be along for the ride because they're like Corinne said, they're not really standalone anymore. Um, but it was lots of fun. Uh, there is a few surprises. And, yeah, here's the trailer for Ant-Man and the Wasp, 
Quantumania. You're an interesting man, Scott Lang. You're an Avenger. You have a daughter. But you've lost a lot of time, like me. We can help each other with that. Who are you? I'm the man who can give you the one thing you want. What's that? Time. I can rewrite existence and shatter timelines. You cannot trust him. I don't care who this guy is. I just lost so much. He can give us a second chance. Let me make this easy for you. You will bring me what I need. Or everything you call life will end. We had a deal. You thought you could win. I don't have to win. We both just have to lose. I'm sorry, Cassie. So the trailer is actually pretty much the story. Um, Scott is dealing with um, being an Avenger and what he's done with his life post Endgame, where he has written a book, which you can buy on Amazon, by the way. <laughs> and he uh, and his daughter is secretly working with Hank to send messages to the quantum realm. And by doing that, it unleashes um, Kang, who is able to respond to it. They're not sending they messages; there. they're they're mapping the quantum, the yeah, the quantum verse. Mm-hmm. And by doing that, it opens up a portal, or I don't know what you want to call it. And um, yeah, we learn how how Kang got there, and you know what Janet was doing there, and what he's and, up to. Yeah, and what Bill Murray is up to. Um, and I guess uh, Bill Murray dies. Uh, <laughs> does that? Does that? Or does he? Yeah, I don't know. I think I think they deliberately didn't uh, show the finality of him so they could uh, bring him back later if they need to. Yeah, yeah maybe. And uh, while they're there, they basically are uh, thrust into a civil war between the the inhabitants of the quantum realm and Kang, who gets his name the conqueror while he's there and ant-man doesn't want to fight because it's not his fight and his daughter is like come on pops you gotta fight 
and he decides he's going to fight. <laughs> and they fight Kang. And yeah, they win. Kang dies. But we learn that, and this is also from the comics, is Kang's greatest enemies are also himself. And he was put there by other variants of himself. And uh, so the Kang that is in the quantum realm is kind of like the bad guy Kang. Well, they're all bad guys. I don't know. Kang's a really tough character because even in comic books, like I try to follow his story. I even have this whole like magazine dedicated to Kang the Conqueror. And I read it and I go, I don't even know what the fuck's going on. Um, but he's able to go across different timelines through variants of himself to manipulate those timelines to how he wants them is basically what he does. I thought his whole story was uh, much like the Highlander. There can only be one. And so they're all out to get each other. And then everyone else is just kind of in the way as they do that. Uh no, I, I mean, because he uh, he says in it that his his other variants sent him to the quantum realm. So yeah, he's, I thought it was just that he was the most extreme version yeah. of them. So oh, he's I, like the rogue version, and then obviously the the end scene is they're all getting together to do something. Um, it'll be interesting because, um, so. Yeah, I mean, the, the movie, I, I thought the movie was really fun. Um, and the, they're right. I mean, if you read the reviews, I think Jonathan Majors is great in this film. Mm-hmm. Um, he has, uh, like, this coolness about him, but he's also a little unhinged. Um, the the reveal of Janet helping him, I thought was really cool because it had this uh, foreboding sense of dread to it. Uh, that you knew what King was known for. And that, I mean, obviously she didn't, and she was just trying to get home. Um, so I, yeah, I loved I, all I the scenes between the those two. I thought that, you know, the, they were probably the two best actors in the film. So every scene they were in together was a hoot. Agreed. Yeah. I, I love the, uh, I, I mean, I guess it's not really an origin of, I guess kind of origin of King, but you know, why he is the way he is, is, fascinating to me and i think the character is cool um and i mean modok <laughs> i mean he's always been a weird character and i was interested in how they're going to pull him off in the film uh did they pull him off because <laughs> woof that first shot of him without the mask shield on um yeah they definitely whiffed on that one uh you know i yeah, i agree people I in my theater all went <laughs> I will say it did yeah. get better by the end of the movie. Like, as it went on, the final shots with him in it were better made. But that first one, man, was just a stretched JPEG over his <laughs> face. It was pretty rough. Uh, but I didn't yeah, think I did it was a fun idea. Yeah, flashbacks that... of Love and Thunder, for sure. Uh, yeah. Um, now, I don't know the comics that well. Is Darren Cross Modoc, Or is that just no. what they made up for the movie? They made up for the movie. Which I think is a fun idea. No, yeah, no, I think the idea yeah, is Yeah, I like that too. It. Just wish it looked um, better. <laughs> I mean, they should have just left the mask on him, really. 
Yeah. Because I wonder, I know they're trying to make him, I mean, he's a weird looking character in the comics too. Um, It's, he's just bizarre. I don't know how else to put it, you know? Did anyone else watch yeah. that? Uh, like, I think it was Hulu show, Modoc. Yeah, with Pat Oswald is hilarious. Yeah, it's fun. I think maybe what they should have done is just have him have his mask on up until the very end when he decides to like come back to the good side and and not be a dick, and then mm-hmm. that's when he could have taken the mask off. And then that way, it's like it's only that one section that would be like his quote real face, but it would. Hopefully, it wouldn't stretch the VS- VFX artist so thin with all these different scenes of him taking the mask on and off. I wonder. Yeah, if I just like- love too when he was dying and he was talking to Scott, and he's like, "I, I did it. I'm an Avenger." <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, you're an Avenger. <laughs> I wonder if that was always the plan, or if that was like something when people complain on the internet about the like the mask shield version of him, saying like, "Oh, it's just a stupid CGI." Uh, machine face and they're like oh you don't like that well we're gonna put darren cross in here now (laughs) how do you like that i don't know i appreciated that they brought him back it felt this felt more like an ant-man movie and less of (laughs) hey like we're just you know we just gotta throw all these random characters together and hopefully you know and ant-man just happens to be here um here's here's another thing that i uh kind of uh put me off while I was watching it. So the suit has to all encompass you to make you grow and shrink, right? But there's that one shot where they're big and he and his daughter hug and they don't have the helmets on. So it's like if you like blew yourself up and then took the suits off, would you still be huge? And at that point like does is the the suit Are they big necessary they at that point? I don't think they, they, they are. are, are they? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't remember. Yeah, they are. When they're both gigantic, yeah, like uh, his daughter runs at him and they hug, and I was spe- specifically remembering be like, they can be big without the like suit fully encompassing them. That's I, I thought that was the whole point of the helmet and everything is like you have to be within well, the suit. Maybe when they have to put the hu- helmet back on for it to be triggered. I don't know. Yeah, that's my question. The is pin particles are inside of it? I, I don't know. Yeah, like I, I didn't understand the. I assume that you yeah. have to be in there the whole time, um, no, no, but yeah, like could you hit the button and shrink it. and then address yourself and then you'd just be tiny and then you have to like put the suit back on and then, or could you just have Wait, the didn't button? Didn't that happen and... in the in the second Ant Man where he's like the little like toddler looking because he like accidentally shrinks while he's in the school getting something, I don't and remember. then he comes back to the van and. Michael Douglas is like, you want a juice box? <laughs> oh, yeah. I haven't watched in a while. And this made me think of a Endgame where he is like a baby in the <laughs> the test thing, but I think he does have the suit on entirely. Uh, so I, I, I mean, to get back to, I, I liked the movie. I thought the world was cool. Um, I, I even like that Michael Douglas had the line, holy shit, is that a broccoli? <laughs> it's funny. Um, I saw a lot of people online accusing this of being like a Star Wars movie. Yeah, I mean, Which, in a way, it I is. I mean, yeah, I kind of get it. Mm. Yeah, it uh, was. It, it did feel very alien. I I liked that too. 
Yeah, it's just it's just fun, and you know, I, I think the Ant Man films lend themselves to be a little quirky, um, just because it's kind of a silly concept. Um, I do have my two biggest uh, complaints about it are is when Scott was fighting Kang and he kept on getting knocked down. I really wanted him to get up and say, I can do this all day. Mm-hmm. And um, I wanted one of the tag scenes to be Luis telling the story of all the Ant-Mans to a Kang variant really bad. <laughs> like, I want him to happen. And then Kang could be filled in. But I didn't get my wish. Well, obviously, Marvel's been listening to the podcast, so they'll get the message. Yeah, the so one. maybe there's a bonus scene of Louise telling Kang the whole story of the MCU. We're going to put yeah, it exclusively weird. on the DVD Louise for Ryan. In... Yeah, Louise wasn't in the movie at all. And I thought I saw a headline with the director. It was like, oh, well, we're spending so much time in the quantum realm. Like, he really couldn't be in the movie. I'm like, sure he could. He could be in at the very end or the very beginning. Or both. Yeah. But I get it too. Not I... going to get like food with somebody at one point, and they take it with a picture. I don't know. I am interested too. I think there's uh, so when Kang is explaining everything, I think he has some a couple interesting um, bits where he's mentioned that, that he's killed the Avengers before, um, which I think would be interesting to explore. Um, and which one of them? Because I mean, obviously, there's thousands of them, and uh, I mean, there's ramifications. Obviously, what Loki did in the Loki show, and um, so I, I don't know. I think I think the threat is really cool, and where they go from it, I think will be really fascinating. I think uh, it'd be interesting to see how many times Kang has fought the Avengers, and what. Uh, advantage that gives him because he might know their weaknesses and things like that and i think that's a cool power to have i think i remember him specifically name checking uh thor yeah mm-hmm. yeah i i do wonder you know this i would i was very intimidated by kang as a character up until the very end when it's like he just got taken out by a bunch of ants I'm not as afraid of him, and like I don't think he could do as much damage. Like, just Wanda by herself could probably take him out. Uh, see, the only thing I'll disagree with you on that is Corinne is he didn't plan for that contingency on that, and his arrogance is what got him in trouble. Also, his wrist gauntlets got destroyed by then, so he didn't have like instant kill shots. Yeah, so I think um, uh, his he still his little force field or whatever, right? Yeah, the ants got through it too. I don't know. I think it's fascinating because someone like that who's so arrogant um, and doesn't think he can be beat that he didn't plan on Ant Man and Ant Man to be there and take him out. I I think it's a a fascinating turn. And and that's where the variants come in too. Will they learn from that variant's failure? I don't know. I'm honestly surprised nobody had to sacrifice themselves at the end. Because I figured either Scott or Janet was going to die or disappear or something. I thought Scott and uh, the Wasp were going to get stuck there. Yeah. 
like yeah. another five years. Yeah. Yeah. It was, there was so many times where I'm like, that could have been a really emotionally powerful scene. And then it got undercut by a joke or, oh, no, they just rescued them right away. Oh, okay. Tension gone. <laughs> Yeah, I kind of thought that they get stuck there and then, I don't know, two or three years down the road, they reappear saving the day in some other movie. Well, I mean, I guess the only reason they would is because he already did it in Endgame. Yeah, exactly. But. Yeah. Yeah, I'm honestly surprised Janet didn't go back at the end and sacrifice herself to save Scott because she would feel like the whole Kang situation was kind of her fault. I'm guessing they didn't do that. Did, they didn't do that because, like, we just got her back in Ant Man the Wasp too. So, yeah, to get rid of her right after that would be kind of like a bummer. Yeah, but how many more of these movies does Michelle Pfeiffer want to do? <laughs> as long as those ke- checks keep coming, I'm sure she's yeah, fine as with long it. The checks clear. I don't think uh, it matters. <laughs> I mean, I guess Harrison Ford's going to be in the. The Dark Avengers or whatever, and he's in yeah, the eighties, right? Thunderbolts. Yeah, so yeah she, I, mean, I think he was older than William Hurt, even right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I so. think they already started filming that. I th- Harrison Ford talked about they started filming that one already. That Which he is was weird because he seems like the last kind of person who would want to be in a Marvel movie. Hey. Harrison Ford likes money like the rest of us. <laughs> yeah. That, he's I mean, got plenty of money. I don't think he's in need of cash right now. Yeah, I think he said that he just wanted to try it. And he's not really a pretentious actor at all, so I think No, he's but down. I mean he just I mean he just had he's been in Star Wars, he's been in Indiana Jones, and it's I don't know. Like Hey, he's gotta keep so that he, blockbuster, like, you know, the highest grossing actor of all time thing going. Planes are expensive to maintain. I don't know if you know. Totally. And he's crashed a few. <laughs> yeah, I gotta keep making those trips to Wichita, Harrison. <laughs> hey, Wichita's a good uh, aviation city. Yeah, he brings his planes in there occasionally to, for maintenance or something. Nice. They also have weird children's statues on the street. I knew you were going to bring that up. I will never forgive them for that. Okay. Yeah, you should see. I mean, I think you should see Ant-Man and the Wasp. I think it's a fun movie. In fact, I think I'm going to take my kid to see the 4DX version of it. Mm. Yeah, back to the graphics. I I feel like a lot of the compositing issues we're seeing in it is just because it's made for 3D. Um, Yeah, So. And I, I think once it, you settle it was in into a regular the, screening, and I thought it was fine. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think once you settle into the quantum realm, I think it looks really good. I mean, it looks, I, I, it, it's just the green screen environment. Like, I know everything's fake, but even for that, I'm like, yeah, it looks all right. I thought the character designs were cool, I too. The little cool. light guy and the, the blob guy who finally got holes. <laughs> so, Yep. <laughs> Hey, yeah, this I don't is the know. new I story feel like of this the movie. movie I... Okay, if you have something else to say, say it because I mean it just stopped. So I was just Korean. gonna say I feel like the movie could have either been a little bit longer and kind of flesh out those background characters a little bit more, or it could have been shorter 
and just trim out some things. I don't know. It just felt like very awkwardly paced sometimes. Sure. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely not... Um, I don't think it's in the upper echelon of Marvel movies, but I mean, it, I think it's better than Eternals. Because, um, you know, Eternals are just dour. This is fun, at least. I just like they were finally... dour moments, though. I just like they were finally moving towards a purpose. It's yeah. Lot, like a lot of the past movies have alluded to, but I haven't delivered on, so... Agreed. Yeah, you know, even with uh, Namor and stuff, it feels like the villains are starting to propel a little bit now. So. Yeah. But Namor's thing, a thing of like, I don't know if he's coming back for anything, you know? Uh, I'd I mean, be surprised better. if he didn't come back for Fantastic Four. Yeah, I want him to. I, but yeah, the movie didn't sell me on like, he's not, like he's more than a one and done. So hopefully they have a Fantastic Four plan. Yeah, I mean, he, he, there's that iconic they cover make of him. A third Black Panther. I think, oh, I'm sure they will. I mean, it's popular enough. Yeah, but it'll be interesting too because I think everyone just wants a Doctor Doom out of Fantastic Four. So, oh, I, I'm sure Doctor Doom will definitely be in it. I think that's the one villain that Marvel wants to get right because they never have. Even when they try to make him scary in the reboot, I mean, at at the end it was just awful i rewatched that movie like last year and i couldn't i forgot how horrible it was <laughs> horrible is a strong word not entertaining sounds better i've never really had a big connection to the fantastic four i can kind of take them or leave them yeah i mean they're important for marvel because it's the first you know really marvel superhero team comic thing because they transitioned right. from timely to marvel at that time but yeah, I mean, I, I like when they, you know, the Human Torch shows up in Spider-Man, but I don't actively seek out Fantastic Four comics. <laughs> I would be more excited if the X-Men, like, officially came into the MCU. I know we got, uh, you know, Professor X and uh, Multiverse of Madness, but I don't think that really counts. Hey, Wolverine's making it in Deadpool. Yeah, but is that in the MCU? Yeah. Is Deadpool 3 the... will be the first MCU Deadpool and the first MCU R-rated film. Mm. Well, okay then. <laughs> Should be fun. Hey, this is the big movie news of the week. It's real news! I got nothing. I literally have no idea. Oh, you have one job. Someone... What's up? You have one job. Bring I know. News. Like, I've looked, though. There was, like, nothing this week. Uh, How far out are we from the Academy Awards? Um, a month? Really? I thought it was, like, mid-March. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I'm not 100% sure. I don't... Um, I will use the powers of the internet to look it up. Yeah, I mean, the internet can tell us, because the internet knows everything. March 12th. So, three weeks? Yes. Nice. Are you looking forward to the Academy Awards, Corinne? Um, I'm just 
curious as to who's going to win and if there's going to be any major controversies again this year. It's the Academy Probably. Awards. There will be a major controversy. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully nothing crazy like last year. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't want to see someone get assaulted on live TV because they can't take a joke. It's like they either have to so people talk about it or they don't and then people say it was boring. So it's a no-win situation. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I, I've, I've, you and I have said this for years. I can tell you how they'd make people care. They, <laughs> they need to nominate movies people care about. Because what? here's the thing. Yeah, Top Gun got nominated. Avatar got nominated. But we all know that they're not going to win. So the only way you're going to get people to talk about it is if you make really popular movies win. And I'm not taking anything away from, you know, everything, ev- everything everywhere all at once because that's a good movie. But the general public don't does not care about that film. That's what the People's Choice Awards is for. Yeah. So th- th- that's that's the Academy's always biggest hurdle to get over is at the end of the day, it's just patting themselves on the back for what they think is the best movie of the year. And the general public doesn't agree with them because the English patient sucks, you know? Saying that's how it it shakes out because their voting well, system mean, is archaic. Office receipts exist. I don't want to talk about box. I mean, just talk about like a good movie. Like their um, their voting systems archaic. They're finally allowing more diverse people to be in the Academy Awards. Thank goodness, because you know <laughs> they need help with that. And but you don't. Their voting system so weird that i mean something that you wouldn't even expect this year might win because it had the most like fifth place votes and it may got the most points based on its fifth place votes i think they should just uh hold them but not televise them just keep it industry (laughs) insider keep it to themselves money in that (laughs) there's no money in it now (laughs) like (laughs) people aren't watching it so well, I mean, they still close those for, doors and huh? you still pay for advertising on it. Yeah. I did learn something, though. Uh, Larry Zerner, who is um, Shelly in Friday 13th Part 3, he went on. He's an entertainment lawyer now. And he said that uh, he answered a question online about these people are making a low budget movie. And they asked if they had to cover up, you know, like Coca-Cola cans. And he said, you can put them in movies. The reason they cover them up on TV shows is because of advertisements. Interesting. Yeah. See, learn something new today. If Coke is buying ad space on CBS, CBS doesn't want Pepsi products and CSI or whatever. So, yeah, I, I thought that was really fascinating. Hmm. Well, I guess if there's no news, then we should just talk about, a lot about what we've been watching, huh? Sounds good. So, uh, yeah, this is the stuff we've been watching. Corinne, what anime did you watch this week? I haven't watched an anime in probably three weeks, Ryan. I think we're in the clear. Okay, what British movie did you watch this week? <laughs> Didn't watch a British movie. Um, I will talk about, I this was like a month and a half ago now, but I did see The Banshees of Anna Sharon. And it. it was it was good. Um, I don't know if I'd ever watch it again. It's kind of in the same boat as Parasite for me, where it's like I respect it. It's really well made. But it's not like fun that you want to sit down and watch it again. It's 
really dour, really depressing. And there are a couple of scenes in there that make me gag. So uh, nice. if you've seen the trailer or if you've seen the movie, you probably know what I'm talking about. But no, really well-made film. I imagine it'll win some stuff at the Oscars. I don't know. I don't want to speculate as to what, but I think it'll probably take home a couple of the categories. So anyway, just wanted to share that. I recorded a showtime about it a couple weeks ago. I thought I sent it in, but maybe not. So figured I'd address it now. So right. give it a watch if you want. It's HBO Max or it was like a month ago. All right. That was uh, the quickest I've ever heard you talk about something you've been watching. <laughs> well, that's because I didn't watch anime, Ryan. That's why. Oh, speaking of, I have Dragon Ball Super Superhero on pre-order. So when it gets here, I'm going to loan it to you. All right. And then um, watch it just get buried. And then I'll be like, <laughs> why do they say super twice? <laughs> Dragon Ball Super colon superhero. Because there's superheroes in it. Yeah, that doesn't make it any less stupid. Well, that's your opinion. Yep. Nope. Well, you know what? I'll see when I see. If I like it, then cool. I don't think you will. But, you know, you gotta expand your horizons. You gotta. Every once in a while, you never know. You could be pleasantly surprised. True. Maybe tell them they'll like it. Maybe. Brad, what'd you watch this week? Oh man, so much stuff. Um, Paramount Plus sent me a, hey, renew your subscription and we'll give you a free month. So I could use that month to watch as much Star Trek as possible. Uh, and <laughs> hey, I did. Speaking of Star Trek, I guess that's the the news is they're releasing the next generation movies on 4K. They are. That's great. Um, I'm going to buy yeah. the individual ones just like I did the original movies. And Me the box too, looks cool. I thought the uh, the uh, combined or the the whole collection was horrible packaging. So I, I like the art on it. It's just the uh, the 4K like thick box and the Blu-ray thick box. Like I don't need the Blu-rays anyway. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like I like I like yeah. the poster art, anyways. Yeah, I like the original poster art. So that's why I'm getting the originals. And then also there's a, a Superman five disc thing coming out that's pretty cool there's a steel oh yeah i pre-ordered that (laughs) oh nice uh yeah yeah. uh yeah that one has the original poster art on those steel books which is great yep um but yeah after that yeah the individual ones are coming out with like the revised stuff and it's cool too but yeah definitely we'll get that steel book thing um so yeah i watched a bunch of star trek that i've been putting uh off um so I, I started with Star Trek Picard season two because season three is coming out um, right now yeah. um, week to week, which kind of sucks because I just want to binge the hell out of it. But I will I'll go old school and watch it week to week. But season two came out. It's been out for like a year and a half. Um, haven't got around to it until now. And I did not enjoy season one and two did not <laughs> fare much better. Oh, um, yeah, it's it's. A lot of, yeah, the premise is great because his old nemesis Q shows up and uh, drags him into into another puzzle that he has to solve. Um, And they have to time travel back to Earth 2024, Los Angeles. And uh, the team gets fractured and they all have to do different things. It's very much like the Voyage Home, but without whales. Um, I love the Voyage Home. (laughs) 
yeah, it's kind of got that dynamic. Uh, you know, they're not supposed to interact with people. They inter- end, end up interacting with people from that time. They also comment, you know, do social commentary on things that are happening right now. Um, but then Picard has like an episode where he's like trapped in his own mind and he's dealing with this flashback to his mom. And for some reason, the writers just forgot that he has a brother. <laughs> <laughs> so he doesn't appear in any of the family stuff for some reason. Um, so it's like if, the old Dick Van Dyke episode. <laughs> a little the bit. mother changes randomly. Like even Stranger is like, there was a movie about this. <laughs> so oh, um, oh, you're right. There was. Yeah. Star Trek Generations, like his brother and his whole family died. So weird, weird thing to not include in uh, this whole flashback stuff with like monsters. And yeah, it's like. It's like everyone in the writer's room had their own idea and they just decided to use every one of them. Um, yeah, it's pretty, pretty frustrating. And, uh, you know, they give Brett Spiner another thing to do, which I, I like. A, I like Brett Spiner, but just like he was also this thing in the first season um, mm-hmm. as a villain. Um, it just it seems like uh, they just found excuses to drag people actors they liked back into the story um so it's it's a lot of, all over the place and um a little disappointing um then I, I i went over to uh try out strange new worlds which is the uh captain pike is the uh captain of the enterprise before kirk and all their five-year missions and that show yeah. is fantastic <laughs> oh really um, it's classic trek it's episodic while also being a little serialized um you know, it's a it's a different adventure each week, but there's little threads that are peppered. Oh, throughout see, each I like episode. that. I miss TV shows being like that. You know what I mean? Where you can watch one episode and be cool, but if you want, you can follow the you know the overarching story. Yeah, and it's tons of fun. All the characters right away are really fun, uh, engaging people. Um, uh, they like uh they re like they didn't recast for the show, but uh. Spock was in Discovery, so they brought that actor over. But they also have a young Ahura. Um, they have a uh, Sam Kirk, James Kirk's brother, is on is in the crew. Mm. Um, there's a uh, uh, Andorian. They have a different name for it. It's like a spinoff of Andorians. Uh, but he's blind. He's a blind engineer. Uh, but all of his other senses are heightened. So it's cool to have a disabled character in the crew. Um, who else? Uh, there's a, a descendant of Khan um, hmm. as like the uh, uh, security officer. Um, uh, Rebecca Romaine's character from Discovery also came over as number one. And she has a secret backstory, too, that's uh, coming up, uh, coming out. But also a weird thing is in episode one, part of the mission is that they have to genetically engineer themselves to look like this race to like solve the problem or whatever. But mm-hmm. then the thread of her character throughout the rest of the show is that Starfleet is against genetic modifications. I'm just like, so you're not allowed to have genetically modified characters in Starfleet, but the medical officer, um, Oh, there's a new, there's a recast of a nurse chapel. Who's really great. But yeah, she modifies them to look like, the uh, aliens that they're trying to blend in with. So I'm like, but in the first episode, you said that was okay. I don't, that's the only like knock I have on it is like, I don't understand what happened hmm. there. Um, but yeah, overall, it's just, it's so much fun. Yeah. They go, it's classic episodic. And then there's just these winding threads of different things. Uh, Spock has uh, his, even like Spock's wife is fun. 
um you know they're they're trying to have this relationship uh being like uh, recently engaged and then they have like body swap episodes and things and yeah it's just tons of fun nice um yeah and then i watched uh lower deck season three which again is also tons of fun um because it's it's like watching next generation check trek in the 90s but you're also making fun of it at the same time um so that is a bunch of fun episodes and then i finally started watching prodigy which is the nickelodeon kids version of star trek which when i heard it i thought it would be like this uh, educational show where they actually teach kids about the cosmos and it's more like clone wars where it's a serious drama um with these kids who like stumble their way into hijacking uh, a voyager style starship and uh learn from captain janeway and there's uh the one character's father's trying to kill them and steal the ship and um yeah i was so surprised how serious it was for a kid show <laughs> so yeah lots awesome. of great great check out there um and then movies wise i watched marlo which is the Neem- Neeson detective noir movie. Mm. And it was rough. <laughs> yeah, I, I heard it was not good. Yeah. Um, I was so bored and the pacing is just so weird. Everyone's like burning through their dialogue really fast and um, it never really sits on anything. It just moves. And the mystery isn't that inter- interesting. It's basically a uh, bunch of hollywood people smuggling drugs and props like okay not props hmm not props yeah stuff in like ceramic mermaids with cocaine oh who would have thought that's like uh where did i see that like a really cheesy like 70s movie (laughs) yeah um and the last thing i saw which was hilarious was beavis and butthead do the universe (laughs) (laughs) I was laughing so hard. It it was so dumb, but it was, it was so great too. Um, I think that's the the best way to describe Beavis and Butthead. Is it so dumb that it's awesome? Yeah, they they they're at a science fair at school, and they get like stumble into becoming part of the space program. And then they go into outer space, and they screw that up, and they get sucked into a black hole, and then sent into the future um, to twenty twenty two, and the government's after them again and yeah the i think the funniest part was uh like beavis is hallucinating about riding a unicorn and butthead becomes the unicorn he's like (laughs) i'm a deer (laughs) 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 Uh, it's great so yeah oh and the last thing i uh, sorry the other last thing i saw was uh the south parks the streaming wars parts one and two and that was terrific. I don't know if you saw that. No, I haven't. Uh, I thought it was, it is a commentary on the digital, like, streaming wars, but it's, uh, they, they mask it in, um, like, uh, there's a drought in Colorado. And so Tegrity Farms and Tokens Farm, Father's Farm, like, are rivals trying to buy up water rights. And like man bear pig is killing everyone for uh like hijacking all the water. And then the boys create like start a business uh building rafts that go down the stream so everyone can see whose water's flowing into the city so they can charge them. 
um for water rights and then the 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 water park the water world water park is secretly behind all the nefarious things going on and yeah it's <laughs> it's so much fun and then cartman um th- he's still living in the hot dog and he wants to get out of there so uh like the the super rich guy buys the plot of land right across from it and he wants his mom to hook up with that guy and uh, he thinks the only way that the rich guy will be attracted to his mom if she gets fake boobs. And so he's constantly trying to convince his mom to do it and she won't do it. And then finally he has to do it and oh my God, himself. Uh, yeah. It's a pretty good well, commentary on the street, like the, like how much the streaming service are just, are just sucking all the talent and uh, <laughs> basically creating a wasteland of content. But dressed up as a as a, as a water shortage thing, so <laughs> go ahead and check that out. That's fun. I will. Yeah, I I, I got to sign up for Paramount Plus because <laughs> maybe if I get a free month, I'll do it. I think uh, there is like a free trial if you try it. Yeah. Oh, I can do it. I keep I keep doing the free trial and canceling, and they send me an email once in a while saying like, "Hey, give it another shot," and like, absolutely, that one free <laughs> month. So what'd you watch? Um, so I won't say anything about it this week, maybe next week, but I did start watching a show about a football coach who went to coach another football team. Um, through you another mean stre- soccer. Oh, so so through another uh, plus that I was given three free months for. So I figured <laughs> I should I should watch this. Um, and I'll maybe talk about it next week if I get through it all. Um, you, you guys realize that season three is coming out in like three weeks? Well, he's three months, cool. so like, he's got plenty of time to cover it, I guess. Yeah, it should be okay. <laughs> uh, the the thing I was going to talk about is, um, so Zach and I are doing this Glee of 33 thing where we're going to watch movies from 1933 and... Besides the standards of, you know, King Kong and stuff like that, um, Kino Lorber put out, uh, this week on Blu-ray, uh, Carol Lombard, uh, gem question mark. Um, it's a, it's a film called White Woman. And if you're thinking like, oh man, there can't be any like racial undertones behind that. <laughs> you're wrong, my friend. It is, um, it is a film. About where Miss Lombard is a singer at a bar. And the reason she's singing at a bar is because her husband killed himself a couple months earlier and everybody blames her. And so to get her out of, um, I'm guessing they're in somewhere in the South Pacific to get her out of there because of the stigma of her husband killing himself because of her, uh, she's supposed to be deported. So Instead of that, she decides to marry the wealthy landowner, played by Charles Lawton, who has a really long mustache and he twirls it in it. Yes, he is that villain <laughs> in this film. And uh, the reason the film is called White Woman is because the natives have never seen a white woman in 10 years on the river. And she's <laughs> it's, I'm like, oh, my God, what am I watching? <laughs> um, the, so, yeah, the movie is really... Um, archaic in its pre- depiction of native people. Um, it is an interesting film that 
uh, she marries him so she won't be deported. And he seems like he's just a shy Englishman who happens to be wealthy. And he turns out to be exceptionally, like, really cruel. Um, like he's mean. And he has people work for him who are thieves and uh, things like that. And they can't leave. And then when one guy tries to leave, he pays the native people to kill him. And uh, there, there's one part where... so. Uh, she gets to his boat and she falls in love with like one of his thief guys who he wasn't a thief. He was just a deserter. And when he finds that out, he um, sends him away to go live with the natives up the river because they might kill him. And uh, he ends up escaping and, um, and the, the natives end up killing the, the evil mustache twirling guy. Um, but the most fucked up part in it is his cook is this, or I don't know if he's even a cook. He's like his like helper guy has a cute little chimpanzee friend named Duke who helps him with everything. Aww. So he goes, Hey Duke, we're going to cook. And then Duke's like, rah, 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 and he gets stuff to cook. And then Duke steals for fun. The Charles Lawton's characters, uh, who's named, Pren steals his bullwhip and he fucking chases him down and shoots him and kills him. I'm like, what the fuck? This guy's a piece of shit. So when he dies at the end, it's, it's, you know, you cheer a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Get that guy. Yeah. It was a a weird movie. Like it's not bad, but like the racial undertones behind it. And then just the present presentation is just bizarre. And I can see why this movie has never been available on Blu-ray. Um, <laughs> it was on DVD, I think, in 98, part of the Vault series through Universal. And they literally just put it out on Blu-ray. So as a historic record, it's interesting. Everything else, I don't know. And that's what I watched this week. I've never heard of it. Yeah, a lot of people haven't. <laughs> <laughs> I, I haven't listened to the commentary mm-hmm. yet, but I read uh, on a website that it's really funny because they really just make fun of the movie. And so I'm interested to see what the commentary is. Uh, next week, we're going to see what happens when a bear ingests a bunch of cocaine. Our film of the week is Cocaine Bear. Um, so, yeah. I forgot to mention at the top of the show... Uh... We are starting volume 12 of this show with this episode. Oh, heck yeah. So uh, volume 11 is done and we're on to another 52 of these. Man, so. we are just awesome. Congratulations, nerds. Job well done. Heck. Yeah. Heck yeah. If this Corinne, was a... thanks for being on. Been a long time. I know. I guess since film explosion, there really hasn't been anything out lately. Oh, I forgot to mention, I went and saw Puss in Boots, The Last Wish, and it was really good. It is. I want to see it again. I think it's it was way better than I expected it to be. Yeah. Just a fun, and the <laughs> animation in it's incredible, by the way. Oh my gosh, beautiful. Yeah, totally deserved an Oscar nomination, in my opinion. Yep. So good. Cool. We will see you at the movies. Bye. Bye. Shot a real nerd can follow the plot and a real nerd will give it all they got.
Thanks for listening to Real Nerds Podcast, a Nebulous Visions production. Stream or download episodes, read articles at realnerdspodcast.com. Stream us on Apple or Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or iHeartRadio. Follow us on Facebook, Real Nerds Podcast. Twitter and Instagram, at Real Nerds. Watch us on YouTube, Real Nerds Podcast. Email us at realnerds at gmail.com. Call us at 720-6NERDS5. Thank you to Sparks Mandrill, Mike at Plan 9 Studios, and Bologna for all of our groovy theme songs. And that's how you fucking do it. <laughs>